Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello and welcome to Miller Oddcast, the Missouri Review podcast where we listen to and discuss the finalists for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize. I'm Mark McKee, TMR's Managing Editor. It's good to have you back, or here for the first time, with episode 47 of the Miller Oddcast, featuring the latest finalist for the Miller Audio Prize in Humor, Paul Richmond's Life Stories. Paul Richmond was named Beat Poet Laureate twice by the National Beat Poetry Foundation, Inc., Massachusetts from 2017 to 2019, and the U.S. National Beat Poet Laureate from 2019 to 2020. Paul is best described as political, deadpan, and wryly humorous, delivered in his own style. He has been called assassin of apathy, power of words, humor on the unthinkable, the unsolvable, to analyze, to digest, to give birth to creativity and hope. He has performed nationally and internationally, and he has six books published. His artist notes, Richmond says, Life Stories is made of two pieces performed by Do It Now, featuring Paul Richmond, flashcards and family traditions. Do It Now changes personnel, the core being Paul Richmond, for spoken word, Tony Vaca on balafone, percussion, and Don Sodengoni, John Sheldon on guitar. Joining them for this set is Avery Sharp on acoustic bass, Charles Langford on saxophone, and Derek Jordan on percussion. Family Traditions features Paul Richmond again on spoken word, Tony Vaca on Donso Nagoni, and Avery Sharp on acoustic bass. Alan Stockwell was the audio engineer and mixer for both pieces. Check out the website for more, www.humanerrorpublishing.com. Keep listening after the piece to hear contest editor Bailey Boyd and I talk about the artful, complex layering of music, stand-up comedy, and spoken word that goes into making this entry so provocative and entertaining. And now, life stories from Paul Richmond et al. Yeah, flashcards, you may not know what they are. They were the technology of the past. I grew up with them. They educated the masses, and they were called flashcards. Somebody would hold up a card. It had a question on one side and the answer on the other. question was five plus five, nine, no, 12, no, 35, no, Johnny, you're guessing. You couldn't deny it, you would turn that flashcard and there would be the answer, 10. You could argue all you wanted.
think it'd be really nice to have flashcards for Congress. You know, what's environmental protection? Cutting trees? No. Some parents would practice with their kids. A mom who didn't want you to fail. You know, she'd give you hints, maybe even the answer. But then they'd wonder, geez, why are you failing at school? would hold up a flashcard and ask you the question. She held it up for Billy, who was before you. What is four times nine? And Billy would just proudly say 36. I've been looking at the answers. I even wrote them down on my hand. I'm gonna cover this. I got this, you know what I'm saying? And then the teacher asked me, what is 4,870,490 divided by 516? the devastation all the therapists I went to couldn't stop laughing I started to wonder was I exaggerating my trauma I mean the feeling of being doomed doomed just doomed I tried to explain this to my granddaughter 
And I said to her, can you imagine being asked, what is 4 million, 820, 490, divided by 5 sixteenths? And they held up their phone and said, it was 159,432.69. What happened, Grandpa? Did your phone go dead? emotional when I grabbed her phone but I just wanted to see the correct answer for myself you know what I'm saying and then I said to her hey can you look up who invented flash cars do you know if they're still alive do you know where they live and she said yeah they live uh, just a couple streets over actually Maybe, maybe now in retrospect, I could think about that. Maybe I shouldn't have gone over feeling this emotional. I tried to explain it to the judge. I said, you know, I was just going over to talk to him. That's all I wanted to do was just talk to him. How was I to know that when they opened up the door, they smiled and they whipped out a flash card that said multiply 800.1462 by given me an ankle bracelet that administers electric shock and I'm feeling calmer these days and you know I can almost I can almost imagine that this is funny if it happened to somebody else but really I just keep asking why me Grandma run over the tax guy with the tractor. Everybody cheer, but she still went to prison. And I grew up with an attitude. 
everybody remembers like it was yesterday. They thought it was a miracle. The day that I fell into the hay baler. After all the crunching sounds. Highlighted with my loud screams. I popped out the other end. In one piece. I remember. I was amazed. My phone didn't get crunched at all. And I remember that someone had pushed me in. When I was older, I tried to make my living as a cowboy. And then one morning, I had to eat my horse. I started to realize things weren't going as I had planned. on my deathbed, the priest who had come to give me my last rites said he wouldn't give them to me because I haven't given any money to the church. I asked him to lean in real close. That way I could shoot him at short range. With my last words, I said, here I come, Grandma. Here I come. Well, hello there, Internet. Who knew it was you all along? Hi, welcome back to the Miller Oddcast. I'm Mark McKee, Managing Editor for the Missouri Review. And with me, as ever, is Bailey Boyd, Contest Editor. Hello. You just listened to Paul Richmond's Life Stories. Really two, two pieces. One that uses flashcards as a kind of through line uh, to constellate a lot of jokes around, and one that has a more loosely affiliated uh, sheaf of vignettes uh, that one might assume attends the timeline of very specific and very, what's the, what's the adjective that he, you know, a speaker with an attitude problem <laughs> after, after the kind of inciting incident of his life, uh, it turns out to be his grandmother running over the tax man. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But um, the first bit is flashcards. And I would say just right off, the, right off the top here that he's identifying flashcards as a kind, first of all, as an aged technology um, for, for teaching kids how to memorize facts. Uh, he focuses on the math problems that, that one would have, although he wishes at one point that there were flashcards for Congress. 
because you could just tell Congress that they were wrong. <laughs> Cutting trees down is not the same as environmental protection. And he really gets in this in this format. It's it's reminiscent of it's reminiscent of a kind of spoken word format with a kind of like uh, a kind of jazzy hip hoppy blues. I mean, just a kind of you know real kind of spoken word kind of like beat, really beat um, kind of like backing combo is 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 being the the kind of the foundation on which this kind of mind we see that we hear this mind at work uh this was slightly bent but uh very funny um it owes it owes in part its genre is is kind of stand-up comedy it has roots in, in in that although i think it's able to get to some other places too I am going to edit that right out because I love stand-up comedy and I think that that's what stand-up comedy does. So that was dumb to say. Anyway, it shows its connections to stand-up comedy uh, with, of course, all of these kind of immaculately landed um, punchlines. Uh, what did you think from the outset, Bailey? I mean, how, how can you not laugh at some of these? And we did. So even though we didn't record our reactions, there were audible, audible yeah. reactions to this piece. Obviously, flashcards being called a source of trauma and devastation um, is just on its own funny to anyone who has tried to memorize their times tables. And what is so funny, I think, too, about that piece, not only is it funny throughout, um, so each kind of level of the flashcards is is funny the moment of like seeing the person in front of you get the one that you knew and then being ready and then just being completely shocked <laughs> like yeah. by not being prepared for the the question that came after it um those kind of moments were just so funny but our conversation about you know after we listened to it and we were talking uh we each exchanged stories about how we learned our times tables and our own interactions with flashcards which i think is gonna happen a lot with anyone who hears this. And so it, it's, I think that's another strength of this piece is that it's funny on its own, but it also has that ripple effect of afterwards, it's gonna create more funny stories when people share their own. And so that connection on top of just, just really the humor that's wrapped up in that story. So um, that's, where our, that's where I will start because I know we have a lot of things to, uh, to highlight here from this piece. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, you know, the little Johnny or whoever ahead of, ahead of him gets asked, like, what's four times nine? He knows that he knows the answer. And then like the next card is what's 4,824,420,390 divided by five sixteenths. It's like, and it's, it makes the maneuver to like the larger and more expansive kind of, you know, existential problem being that like no matter what you prepare for like life is going to flip a flip a card who's who you you have no idea what the answer to that is and in in part our kind of like behind the scenes conversation too we you know not only did we exchange kind of like these stories about like learning our multiplication tables but we wondered kind of aloud like do people even use flashcards anymore i'm sure there's yeah there must be digital versions of that I think there's apps. I want to say apps. I'm sure there's uh, there's probably 
4,824,420,390 apps uh, for flashcards. But almost kind of in recognition or anticipation of that, the speaker undercuts himself by having, by asking his granddaughter, can you even imagine being asked to do that? And she, of course, whipped out her phone and she tells him the answer and then says, and this is, this is one of the first times, I mean, like, this is a time when I just laughed out loud as the kids say, what happened, grandpa? Did your phone die? <laughs> it's like, it was so good. <laughs> and then, but that just even then takes a, a dramatic left turn to kind of finding out where the person who invented flashcards lives because phone. And so all of a sudden something that can answer a, an older problem that you had just no tools to answer before leads to new problems and new, <laughs> new opportunities to kind of screw your life up by, you know, losing it and going going wild on this, this dude who greets his door by holding up a flashcard. Oh man. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot in that first, in that first story, but then, you know, the, but then the second one, we were also talking about this, that the piece just doesn't end there because then there's a second, that second compilation that you were talking about. And you know, we were, we were also talking about how even just the formats are different and how there's really kind of so much at work here in this piece because these are different styles of humor um, and different formats of delivering it. And that's, that, that's really difficult to do all in one piece, all in one audio recording to go, to go from those different formats and so we also really appreciated that in this piece as well yeah it's a demonstration of 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 two comedy skill sets that are um that are when someone's good at one of them it's it's really enjoyable and um and laudable and it i was really i mean for, for me this the the whole way that everything is set up between the music between the delivery between the kind of the insights and the kind of uh, I mean, I think I used the adjective bent before, but it's the, it's the kind of bent that I think that leads to further illumination. And I have a lot of connection to this band that I love from the 90s, Soul Coughing. It just, uh, the, it, it reminded me a lot of that. I'm an enormous fan of stand-up comedy. And so I, I heard a lot of beats that felt of a piece with, with a lot of comedians that I enjoy as well. And I thought, yeah, I thought that that was thrilling. And just so many, so many good lines throughout. But I mean, if we're thinking about the second piece here, I mean, just starting off with the kind of inciting incident of this, of that particular speaker, or that comedic persona. Like, um, I remember when grandma ran over the tax man, everybody cheered, but she still had to go to prison. <laughs> I mean, like, and I got it wrong, clearly it just, um, it's, it's kind of even funny like that, but like, that's, that's another aspect of all of this is that the kind of timing and pacing and the, the skill that it really takes to make something seem casual, but to have it land in absolutely the funniest version of that thinking is an enormous talent. And it's, it's, it's always fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, we also talked about how the music helps with that too. I mean, you had some 
really illuminating things that that helped me think about the music. But one of the things that I liked too was that it it created almost that environment for me to to hear the jokes kind of. But I loved also what you said. So I'll, you know, obviously throw it over to you. Um, well, for me, it, it, the music has two kind of clear functions beyond what you've already said, which it also does. It's, it, sets a, it sets a mood and an atmosphere. Uh, it becomes kind of foundational to, uh, to how the operations of the, of the vignettes or the, the jokes or the lines land. But on the one hand, for the listener, some of these jokes are so heady. Uh, some of them are, are, are they're, they're funny in their phrasing, their pacing and the way that they land. But they're also funny and then they grow and then they hit deep more deeply if you have a little space. Uh, and I think the, the music helps conduct this space to kind of like let the uh, to let the to let the joke kind of fully develop in the in the ear and in the mind of the listener, or the audience. And so I think that that's one function that it has for me. The other function is that there's a sort of a mesis going on between the thought process and it's been the, the arrival of thought eventually and an articulation in words so that for the speakers and for the comedic personae of these, of these pieces, that noodling or that, and that kind of like uh, that establishing like beats and that, that coming up with sounds gives a, a sort of space that's reminiscent of the kind of uh, the, the waviness and the kind of angularity of thinking until you arrive at a kind of like a crystallization and that that's the articulation in words of, of, the, of the action of the brain when it, when it focuses and hones in on something. And, you know, the, that these jokes are so successful that these, that these kind of like humorous kind of like observations or kind of like narratives are so, are so funny feels kind of, it also, there's a kind of tension in thought as you're trying to discover what it is that you'd like to say. Uh, you, I mean, you hear it in our us, I edit out 50% of our us, but they're still going <laughs> to be there uh, because in real conversations is what, how people talk, but the music there kind of substitutes for having to just do a long, uh, what else about flashcards? Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of, it's gorgeous music too. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's real fun to listen to. So I yeah, think so that, it's like, you're almost thinking like how, like you can't even think about this piece without that, without the music, it would be so difficult to imagine separating them out because they're so yeah. well, <clears throat> got out together that it's just they're not they're not two different things they're it, it's part of the joke it's part yeah. of mm -hmm. the structure of the piece which is I mean which which like you were saying earlier helps the helps the jokes and the pacing and all of that but um but also is just it, it's almost funny to even talk about it that way because it's it's just it's just part of it so it's just something mm -hmm. else that we admire about this complete complete audio entry yeah i we could we could we could say more i'm sure we could always say more I, i'm scared though that that will leave me to just kind of try to repeat all these jokes <laughs> and just do a, a a worse version of them uh from memory far better to go back and listen to it again and, and and catch everything that's there and to kind of like allow yourself to kind of hear 
I feel like there's so much work that's kind of like hidden because yeah. it comes off as casual and kind of effortless. They're just like, oh, this just occurred to me. But it's like that often only happens after a lot of work has been put in. <laughs> and so, and, you know, we're the beneficiaries of that kind of that casualness and that, um, and, and that the joy that comes from like, oh, this, this brilliant thing just occurred to me. Um, and it's, it's, it's beautiful to listen to. Um, so, and it's beautiful to listen to several more times. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm obviously going to echo Mark and say, go back, listen to it again, pause it in between in between vignettes and go back and listen to those individually again, um, just to just to really kind of, I don't know, memorize, memorize them. I mean, if yeah. we're going to keep going with the flashcard theme. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a really enjoyable experience that you should repeat more than once. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so that'll wrap it up for us for this edition of the Miller Oddcast. Um, there'll be more on the way sooner than you know, and we hope you're here for that. In the meantime, we hope that you're keeping safe and, uh, and that everyone's well out there. That you're laughing even now as you uh, rewind. <laughs> and um, we'll see you later. Bye. Oh, we're waving. We're waving. We, yeah, we couldn't have we couldn't have not done that. Yeah, that's that's the true end is when we wave. And now we can say goodbye. Bye. Thanks for being here with us for Miller Oddcast 47. Featuring life stories from Paul Richmond and Do It Now. Oddcast 48 will be here for you before you know it, so keep a watchful ear and listening eye about you. Thanks as always to Missouri Review Contest Editor Bailey Boyd and to Patricia Miller for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. Be advised, entries are now open for the second annual Perkoff Prize, the new opportunity from the Missouri Review which rewards $3,000 plus publication and prizes to the poet, fiction writer, and essayist with the best work, engaging the fields of health and medicine in evocative ways. Learn more on our website or subscribe to our newsletter for weekly updates. As ever, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Submit your work today. In addition, we have tons of marvelous and free creative content to read, listen to, and even watch on our website. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. <laughs>